this computer. Hi, Samuel Broden. Hello, Kristen R.B. Peterson. <laughs> Samuel and I are doing a mm. Mm, duo podcast. I don't know what the actual term would be called. We're we're cross posting, cross pollinating yes. podcasts. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um. So this podcast is available on. Uh, mine, which is called the play-based learning podcast. I haven't recorded in so long. I kind of almost forgot what the name of mine was. Um, and (laughs) yours is honoring childhood. Yep. So I received a message from a woman in Ukraine and I'm going to read it. And I just felt like Samuel would be the perfect person to talk through this question with and be able to maybe help some parents and caregivers in Ukraine, as well as um, any other parents and caregivers who have young children who need to talk about these harder conversations with them because Samuel is all about having those tough conversations. So the question is, hi, sorry, I have to be short. I'm from Ukraine, but leaving abroad. At the moment in Ukraine, there is a war five days in a row nonstop. And a lot of kids are hiding with moms from bombs now. I'd like to help them later by communicating how to process this with the help of play. Maybe there is something. I'd like to read and find more recommendations if you come up any on your way of studying play. So I thought a conversation with Samuel might be of help right now. And then if we think of anything else, we can always pop them into the notes sections of our individual podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, obviously we know like all the kind of horrendous things that are happening, um, there right now, but I mean, it's one thing for me, at least to like hear about it or, you know, kind of see about it, but actually hearing from somebody um, about what's happening and how it's affecting the people and the families Mm -hmm. and the children over there is um, extremely hard to um, hear and and really, really heartbreaking. And so Mm -hmm. hopefully we can give just some support and some encouragement on, you know, how to help children and their parents kind of work through this trauma. Um, I think it's important for us to, to start by acknowledging obviously the, the privilege that you and I have yeah. um, sitting here in, in America and yes. talking about these things. And of course we, <clears throat> you and I have no idea None. what, it's like to be in a situation like that and we're not pretending to know or anything like that. Um, We're just really hoping to be able to use some of the things that we've learned um, to just offer whatever kind of support um, and encouragement and help that we can. Yes. Well said. Yes. Okay. So, um, there are moms hiding with their children from bombs 
And I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. I will probably never know what that's like. I know as a being a mom myself, how mama bear instincts kick in and they're all in survival mode right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they have the chance to come out of this on the other side, these children will have a lot of trauma that they yes. have faced that they will need help processing. And mm-hmm. We both know that children process things through their play. Yes. Um, so I think one of the important things is, is to allow time and space for play and allow time and space to process that play in ways that might be uncomfortable for the adults because mm-hmm you might see a lot of things that they're experiencing show up in that play. People dying, people shooting, um, buildings being destroyed. Um, And that might be really uncomfortable for the adults because we just want to like wash it away. And we want to, we want to like, just say, that's not how, like, we don't, that's over. We don't want that to be happening anymore. Let's just forget about it and move on but they Mm -hmm. need to process it and they process, they will be processing it through their play. And so Mm -hmm. we have to be able to support that. And now Samuel, you are really good with the words to say to children about those things and having those conversations. So what, how can a teacher support that type of play when it happens? I mean, honestly, I feel like I feel like, first of all, the children are going to obviously have this trauma to deal with and they're going to work through it through their play and and all of that. But I also think that it's important to recognize that the adults are going to need to do the same thing Mm -hmm. Um, and they can do that same thing through play as well. Right. Um, We talk you talk about that a lot about how, you know, play it's not it's not just a thing for children, you know, Mm -hmm. there's lots of times that adults are are engaged in play and it's a way that we can we can work through those too. So I think that number one, I think the most important thing is we have to be able to just be brave enough to speak honestly and openly with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's about our own feelings and our own trauma and the things that we're going through um, in this situation as well as with them. And so I feel like by, you know, at least being open to having those types of conversations when questions come up and when things come up, I think is a really important thing because like you said, I feel like, yeah, the, the thing we want to do automatically is, is like take it away from them, like not let them see it, not let them talk about it, not them relive it, all those things, because I mean, and that's, it's, it's out of protection, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good reasoning for why we're wanting to do that, but it's important for the trauma process to happen and the healing process to happen. Um, and I think that by allowing them that time to play and to act these things out, whatever it is, because um, again, that's how that's how the children learn. That's how mm-hmm. they learn 
how the world works. That's how they learn all of those things. And so I think the play is very, very important and just kind of allowing the children to explore their feelings that way and bringing in real and organic conversation into the play as it's happening with them, as you're playing with them, um, I think can be really, really powerful. Um, because a lot of times adults, you know, I'm sure that adults over there also are kind of like, why is this happening? Yeah. What, when is this going to end, right? We're having the same questions as the children are having, right? And we're adults and we still mm -hmm. can't really figure out why these things are happening. So these children who are, have been on the earth for such a short amount of time really don't understand what's happening, you know? And so I feel like being able to, to connect with your children in that way of like, you know, I'm, I'm right here with you. I know, I know, you know, I don't understand. I don't know why. I don't know when this is going to stop all those things. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be really powerful for the children to know that their number one, their feelings are, are valid and are okay, but that their feelings are also things that other people are feeling at the yes. same time. Yes. Um, I, I think is, I think is really, really important. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to have tough conversations with children. And usually when I talk about having tough conversations with children, it's um, about things that are honestly much, much less important than the things that are happening yeah. over there right now. But this, the concepts and the reasoning behind the conversations are still the same. Um, it's just about being honest, you know, it's about being mm -hmm. honest and allowing the, your children to be honest and allow them to speak on their feelings or not, you know, yeah. because they don't want to talk about it and maybe they just want to play because there's so many different, obviously there's so many different responses to trauma. Um, and so kind of just allowing whatever response that the, that your child is going to have um, and just allowing that to be okay. And you just being there to kind of guide them through that because you might have a different response to the trauma as well. And so it's really just, I mean, it's about just being there and mm -hmm. allowing the time and the, the freedom to speak and to feel, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they're feeling. Yeah. And I also think it is important for caregivers and parents to acknowledge all the feelings because we nobody's happy 100% of the time but that is what our kind of like our our humanistic drive is mm. is to we want to be happy we want to be happy all the time right. but there are i believe like six major emotions and only two of them are, one of them is positive. Yeah. yeah. The rest are not. Right. So we spend our lives like striving for this, like, let's be happy. Let's be happy. But really we need to sit in all of those other feelings too, mm -hmm. and know that it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be confused and angry and scared. And, and to, if, as parents and caregivers, we can say, yeah, I'm scared too. Mm -hmm. And here's what I do when I'm scared and I'm sad too. And here's what I do when I'm sad mm -hmm. so that they know that it's okay to have 
feelings other than joy and happiness. Right. It's, so, I don't know. And I feel like even as we're talking about it and even as like we're saying things like, I don't know, it's just, I just keep coming back to the fact of like, a reminder that like we we have no idea what this feels like Mm-mm. and so the things that we're talking about it's really just coming from our own experience dealing with different types of trauma in children and adults and how it's helped us and I just don't want any any of this to come across as like you know, well, this is, this is what we do when things happen here and, yeah. and you should just do that. You know, it's really, yeah. just, I don't know. It's so, yeah, it's so difficult to like put into words, but honestly, like the, <clears throat> the whole main idea for me is just allowing time and space yes. for children to explore and express the feelings and the emotions that they're having in this time um because again so often it's going to be that idea of like no like I want to shield you from this like we don't want to talk about it um that happens a lot with Mm -hmm. all kinds of trauma right we we think that by not talking about it with children or trying to keep them away from it or trying to pretend like it's not happening or it's not as bad as whatever you know it's we we think that in a good hearted way and with good intentions but it's it's not helpful because the children just like us as adults we need outlets for the feelings that we're having and we need people to talk about it with we need human connection with each other to talk it through yes to feel that we're not alone um so i mean obviously no obviously nothing that we say can make anything better or you know anything like that but it's like if if we can just offer one thing to to people who are going through this and just say like number one again allow that time and space and be Mm -hmm. honest with your emotions but also know that there are there are people in other parts of the world who are trying to do what we can to support and and help the families and the children and the people that are affected by these things. And I don't know, it's just, again, it's just very, very difficult to think about. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's it's very, very important. And even for yes, people who are living in this conflict and living through it right now, it's important for them to, to understand how to express their emotions. It's important for the adults to know that the emotions they're having are okay and are good and, are, and should be there and there's ways for them to work through. Um, but even children and providers and parents in other parts of the world that are seeing these things happen, um, that are, that are hearing it, that are seeing it on the news, that are listening to it, whatever it is, like, 
children are picking up on what's happening around us in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so much happening in the world right now. And the children are picking up on that. And so all children need to be able to have space and trust and time to, to speak about those things. Um, and so honestly, like that's, it's hard, you know, it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to listen to your child say how they're feeling when it's a feeling we don't want them to have. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think too, as adults, it's, it's hard, especially when you're a mom to watch your kids try to process through something that's hard and that's big. And that's showing one of those emotions that aren't fun to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's hard to, to sit with your kids as they are sad. And because, that you don't have an answer to. Like, I yeah. don't have an answer for you as to when this is going to be better or when this is going to be done or when you're going to feel better. There's no answer. And I think that that also is, is very hard yeah. to not have. We want to have an answer, right? We're always looking for answers. We're looking for when is this going to end? When am I going to feel better? When is, you know, all these things that we don't have an answer for in life, right? And mm -hmm. it's hard for us as adults to deal with that. And so I think it's also hard for us to sit with our children and hear what they're saying and not be able to give them a definitive answer as to like, it's okay, sweetheart, just make it, you know, one more week or whatever it is. Like mm -hmm. that, that is the thing. And I feel like that's also really difficult. And another reason why I feel like sometimes it just feels easier to, just not talk about it. Exactly. And I think that that's where um, a lot of unresolved trauma comes from as an adult is because you didn't have that time and space and support from a trusted adult to be able to process those things mm -hmm. when you were little. So it's very yeah. important for these young ones right now we're experiencing these really big things to be able to process them um, when they're young so that yeah. it doesn't rear its ugly face back up in 20 years. And it, exactly. it will still, but maybe to a lesser degree um, yeah. if they are given that time and space. Tools. I feel too, like, I feel like a lot of um, adults now in our generation, like don't, never were given the tools yes. to work through those things. And so I feel like by giving the children the tools now, you know, when other things happen in life, because that's what life is, they'll have those tools to, to, to kind of work through it. And, you know, I feel like we talk, we talk so much about how children go through their emotions through play and it's not even something where it's like, okay, I need to sit down and create something for these children to play with or for these children to do or for whatever. Um, the children are going to play naturally because that's yes. what children do. And so the best thing that we can do is allow them, again, the space and the time to explore whatever kind of play they're doing. And us being the adults watching it and observing it participating in it um and 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 using those 
using those times to create organic conversation around what they're acting out, what they're doing, and just talking about it in a way that, like it doesn't have to be something where we're gonna all sit down um, and we're all gonna sit here and have this really long conversation about what's going on and how we feel. Um, we're gonna let it happen in the way that we're gonna be able to understand it the best and that's through play. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that having organic play and organic conversations is, is really, really helpful um, in a lot of traumatic situations and could be helpful in, in, for people who are in this specific situation. Right. I am wondering now if in Ukraine, what what the status is on early childhood education and if it if it, is it more academic based or is it more play based mm -hmm. um more traditional or more play and i would like i would like to say that if you are in a program that values like academic Mm -hmm. um, success over, um, play that mm -hmm. on the other side of this, when, when things, when children are able to go back to childcare programs and early child education centers and preschool programs, whatever they may have in Ukraine, that the ABCs and the one, two, threes, it does not matter. Yes. After this right now, like it doesn't, mm -hmm. what matters is having trusted adults that yes. are have, that have relationships with those children that can mm -hmm. pour love onto them and give them that time and space to play mm -hmm. and worry less about calendar time or circle time or, um, worksheets, if that's something that is done right, right. and focus like that stuff. We don't, you don't need that at this moment in time. What you need is relationships with trusted adults mm -hmm. and time and space to play through what they're experiencing. And the adults are going to need that too. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't know, like, just give, give yourself a little bit of a break, you know, like, the children are going through something, you're also going through something, work through this together in the way that feels the most natural, which is going to be through play, through conversation, um, and use this time, like adults use this time as well to, to work through your emotions, and to speak about the things that you're thinking about, or you're worried about, and create that connection with, with your children or with your students where, you know, we're in this together and I'm right here with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can to make sure that I keep you as safe as possible. And I want you to know that and your feelings are safe here and all of that. Um, I think, I think it's a really great opportunity for true connection um, between adults and children. And I think it's something that can positively affect both, both parties in that. It can, it can positively affect the children and the adults as well. Definitely. Okay. 
switching gears a little, let's speak to like, okay, so maybe an example, if you were at work tomorrow in your program and, um, you saw some play happening because they had seen, um, some footage of something happening in Ukraine and started playing through that and speaking to each other about that and asking questions. What, how would you handle that in your program, Samuel? Um, for me, I think that I usually don't like to interject myself um, into their play mm-hmm. um, unless, unless I'm invited into their play. Yes. Um, I usually like to just observe and kind of see. Um, but I feel like, again, these are such great opportunities for that real conversation to happen. Um, and so I would honestly just kind of walk up and just sit down with them and kind of just ask like, hey, what's what's going on? You know, what are you guys doing? Um, and then they'll say, you know, like, oh, we're doing this. We saw this on TV or my mom said this is happening or, you know, whatever. And so I feel like, again, the automatic response that I feel like a lot of us would have would be to like stop, right? Um, you know, stop doing that. It's not something to play about. It's not some, you know, all of that. Um, but honestly, this is the perfect time. Like, let's sit down and I, I'll, you know, play with them and, and talk about it and say like, man, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, it's pretty scary, right? If you're watching that, like, you don't know, it's probably pretty scary to you. It scares me, yeah. you know, I'm worried for the people that are there and, you know, I want to do what I can to help and, and, I think it's important too, especially for children that are not involved in that conflict and that maybe are here or in a more privileged place. I think an important piece of that conversation to have is what do you think that you could be doing? What do you think that we could be doing to support the people who are going through this? What can we be doing to help the people that um, are, are scared and, you know, are in this situation and, kind of really connecting this to that that piece of you know we're all one we're all connected mm-hmm. to each other and you know if if those children are hurting over there then my children are hurting over here it, it's the same thing mm-hmm. and so connecting it with them in that way and just you know having those conversations about like what do you think about that when you see it like how does that make you feel um and just whatever their answer is you know just just talking it through and not stopping the play that they're doing and guiding them through that play as a way to kind of express the way that they're feeling and using it as, you know, I, I, I don't enjoy the word lesson, but like using it as a lesson on, on what we can do, um, what it means to have privilege, what it means to, um, be somewhere where we don't worry about things like that and what we can do and how we can use that privilege to support and help people who need it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and and what that really looks like and what that really means. Um, But yeah, honestly, like I would just insert myself into it and listen to what they're saying and give my own feelings and my own advice and my own the things that I'm thinking um not so much like 
telling them how to feel or anything like that, but really just talking about my own feelings and what I'm doing to work through them and, and hear from them what they're thinking and just building that connection between us and then between us and the rest of the world. Because I think that that, I mean, talk about it a lot, but that's something that's missing, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're making that connection piece to the rest of our planet and the rest of the people that are on it with us. And so I think that this is a really good time for children and families who are not involved in this conflict and will most likely never be involved in a situation like this. I think that that's an important thing for us to remember as well. Okay. So now I'm going to throw at you. Okay. If you were a parent of a five-year-old and they hadn't been exposed to that, you know, of Mm. anything about what's happening in Ukraine Mm -hmm. and you wanted to let them know. Yes. What would you say? Um, Again, I would just be honest. I would say, you know, um, like, can I talk to you about something that's going on that I'm, that I'm having some feelings about Um, and say like, you know, I don't know, you probably haven't seen it or you probably haven't heard about it, but you know, this is what's happening over there. And honestly, just giving them like factual things that are happening. Like this is something that is happening to other human beings on this planet that we live on. And this is what it is. And this is, you know, whatever, why this is happening or what, all of the, all of the things, giving them true factual statements about what's happening. And just saying like, I feel like this is an important, this is an important thing for us to talk about. Because number one, if they if they haven't been exposed to it, um, I want them to be able to have the tools to process it easier when they are exposed to it, as opposed to it just coming out of nowhere. And so again, just talking about how it's affecting me and what I'm thinking, what I'm wishing I could do, what, um, you know, all of that. I'm worried Mm -hmm. about this. I'm wanting to help. I don't know how to help. but, you know, I just, I just want to have a conversation with you about it. And I want to talk through kind of what it means and, and maybe hear from you what you feel like. Um, just really, it's, it's all about honesty and it's all about vulnerability. And because um, the children really, really respond to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it lets them know that okay, like this is a, this is a safe space for my feelings and this is a safe space for my thoughts and my words. Um, because I think, I think it is important for children to know things that are happening in the world around us because it affects, again, if it's affecting somebody in the world, it's affecting us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, again, that's, that's something that is not common. That's something that that not a lot of people feel or understand. And I think that's a huge reason why a lot of the bad things happen is because we, we in our kind of privileged world live in this idea of, oh yeah, that's really bad, but it's not affecting me. So I don't really care about it. And I think that that is something that we need to be shifting that mindset for these children where it's, 
yes, it does. It is it is affecting you because you're a human being. Mm-hmm. You're a person on this planet, and so are they. And they have feelings and needs and wants and emotions just like we do. Um, and so I think that it's important to have those conversations with with children who who are here and who aren't seeing it or aren't involved in it. I think it's important for them to know it as well. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, I don't know. I feel like. It feels like there's, I mean, we could sit here and talk and talk and talk, but it doesn't feel like enough. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think that it ever would. No. Um, I think that that's just human nature and part of the people that we are. But it's also like talking about it with you earlier, it just kind of feels to me like, okay, I feel like I have something that could possibly help someone. It could help somebody that's in this situation or somebody who's family is in this situation. Maybe there's children and families that live here who have family members or friends that live there. Yes. And what does that mean? You know, I feel like, and that's, that's all I think that we're really trying to do here is like offer something that we feel like we have that could possibly help somebody else, you know? Yes. And like, there is no possible way that we can understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. We're not pretending to understand what's happening we're not pretending to know how anyone is feeling or anything like that it's really just about feeling the need to help and feeling the need to give something and offer some sort of support and this is what I feel like I have to, to give exactly so if you are in Ukraine, if you know people who live in Ukraine, if if you're even just a human being, yeah. like yeah. we are like thinking of you. Mm-hmm. If you're a prayerful person, there's people praying for you. We are giving you all of our well wishes and trying to send all of our positive vibes from afar we're holding space for the really horrible things that are happening but again we're sitting here never knowing what it's going to be like or what you're feeling or what you're going through um so yeah this is something that we're hoping can maybe just offer a little bit of something to someone yes. somewhere. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's, um, yeah, it's, it's horrible. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, again, I feel like a reminder to me as well. Like there are lots of really awful things that happen in the world. And if all we can do is help to create a better world and a better future after we're gone. I mean, that's, that's really what, that's really what the goal is. And it starts with the children that are here now. Um, Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's all we can really hope for. Yeah. All right. Hmm. 
Thank you, Samuel. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye.